0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in into Episode 2 of the E-Wang Bang Podcast. Everyday commentary by everyday people, hosted by your man, Emil Wang. I'm joined today, again, by my very good friend, Jeff Liu. If you don't remember, uh, we discussed in Episode 1 our thoughts on Logan and John Wick 2. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, please do. How's it going, man?
1: Uh, it's going good, dude. Thanks for having me on again.
0: Yeah, you're having a good weekend. Do you uh get a chance to catch fast eight yet?
1: Oh oh my god, that that that's that's something that we need to talk about at some some point down the road. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> hey man, when, whenever it comes
0: to family, bro, gotta gotta <laughs> you gotta talk about it. You know what? I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to go into this. But uh, Simmons, Bill Simmons, actually says something really funny. He says the Fast and Furious franchise is something that he would buy. He's like a season ticket holder, basically. <laughs> like, no matter what, you know, no matter what number it is, he's going to see that shit. Like, oh, yeah, and for I, sure. I, I totally agree. So, Light, lifelong fan. Yeah, definitely. That's just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely, we, we do need to go to a podcast about that somewhere down the road. That is a very, very successful movie franchise. Um, for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> For the purposes of today, Jeff and I wanted to talk about the recent portrayals of Asians and Asian culture in film. In particular, the the Netflix series The Iron Fist, as well as the uh, blockbuster movie The Ghost in the Shell, which is a remake of a 1990s, uh, maybe even 1980s Japanese anime uh, slash manga. So part one will be about uh, The Iron Fist, and part two will be about Ghost in the Shell. So, for those of you don't, who don't know, the Iron Fist is based off of the Marvel superhero, the Iron Fist. As far as the Netflix series goes, uh, the the stories essentially our protagonist, Danny Rand, returns to New York City after 15 years. Now, him and his family were presumed dead when their plane crashed in Asia, and while he plays the go, you know, a happy-go-lucky spirit who just wants to reconnect with people of his past. He realizes that the family business that he had left behind was not quite how it used to be. Oh, and by the way, he's awesome at Kung Fu, and ah. every so often his hand turns rock hard and he can break books shit, which he uses to solve problems and uncover the mystery of his family's
1: demise. When you, when you say every now and again his, his hand can turn rock hard, man, that, that guy's got some hand ED in the series, too. <laughs> For those of you who aren't familiar with the uh, the Netflix, you know,
0: Marvel series uh, layout, uh, each of the episodes are one hour long, and there are 13, uh, 13 episode seasons. Daredevil, Daredevil's already had two. There's one of Jessica Jones. There's one with Luke Cage. Iron Fist is the
1: fourth character
0: that's being introduced in this universe, and they are all going to band together to form the Defenders somewhere down the road. So... A lot of anticipation for the series just because of the well-received series previously. However, I would say none of the critical reception has been good, and I suffered through thirteen episodes of this. Uh, I, I, I will say this though: I mean, I you know, initial reviews had it at like. Dog shit, you know, 14% on Run Tomatoes. So when, when I see that on Run Tomatoes, I'm like, oh man, like this, this is going to be something that, you know, I'm not going to be able to get through.
1: Um, I well, to- we do it for you, exactly. our, our
0: loving audience. <laughs> exactly. So you guys don't have to watch it if you don't want to. <laughs> but I, I still think it's, it, it's interesting to talk about just from several aspects. One, from just a filmmaking aspect, uh, also from, you know, a comic book aspect, you know, how. How true they were to the source material? Really, for all shortcomings, did they really have you know much to work with at all? And then thirdly, the kind of the tie-in of Asian culture into a series that's basically told for Americans. Right, I kind of wanted to start with just the the series, uh, the series as a whole. You know, storytelling wise, acting wise. Uh, you know, Jeff, what what did, what did you think?
1: Um, I, I mean, the acting in this, the story in this, it didn't really have a guide. It didn't really have a path right from the get go. Uh, I mean, the actors in it. I I've seen Finn Jones in Game of Thrones, and he's he's very very good in this. Uh, it, very very good in Game of Thrones as the Knight of Roses. But man, he was just awful in this series. And uh, you know, you can you can hardly blame him because the story on this just wound through like eight different sub stories and, and didn't really ever find its direction in the series. You know, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Luke Cage that had its direction very, you know, spot on early in the series and kind of lost its way. Iron Fist never found a direction. And, and that was part of the problem. That's part of the reason why it, it, the entire series is so unwatchable.
0: Right. Right. And I agree. And I think one of the biggest problems with, the Netflix series Iron Fist is that Danny Rand's character doesn't have any motivations, right? I mean, he, you know, he, he shows up in New York after 15 years because the gateway from Lund opened up and he was able to make it back because he missed home. But he didn't really have any particular, you know, motivations or missions or, you know, he, he just wanted to come back and, you know, kind of reconnect with people the comic book Danny Rand, um, and by wow. the way, I, I'm pulling this from the Iron Fist ep- uh, epic collection, The Fury of the Iron Fist, the origin story. Iron Fist, uh, the Danny Rand of the comic books is driven by revenge. I mean, it, instead of his parents dying in a plane crash, his parents die at the hand of Harold Meacham, who just essentially throws his dad off the cliff, off a cliff, leaves Danny and his mother to... To die in in the middle of the snow. And then Literally he, to get he, eaten by a pack of wolves. Right, exactly, yeah. His mother actually, Liam Neeson gray status, you know, fights off a pack of wolves to save Danny Rand. So, you know, th- that is essentially the start of this comic book. So you know that, you know, Danny Rand is is an angry person. He wants revenge on Harold Meacham. Um, lo and behold, he's taken into Kun Lun, where he's trained in martial arts eventually, you know, has the desire to improve his martial arts just because he's so driven by revenge that he you know he fights he fights a fucking dragon just to just to prove himself and you know essentially take the power which eventually gives him that iron fist. I mean all of his motivations are very, very well laid out and it, it basically is able to paint a picture of who Danny Rand is, why is he back in New York and you know what is he gonna do? Going back to you know the character of Danny Rand of Netflix uh, of the Netflix series, you know he just kind of showed up and just got into some shit. And, and, and,
1: and that's and that's part of the problem. I mean, like with, with Jessica Jones and with Daredevil and with Luke Cage, they did a semblance of the origin story within those series, you know, decently well. You kind of figure out what Jessica Jones is all about very early on, and she keeps her character consistent. You you know. Right. That, you know, Daredevil is a lawyer by day, and that, you know, he has this motivation to fight the hand, and Luke Cage is just a mad guy who got experimented on while he was in prison. And they, they, they teased out the backstories very well on this. In, in Iron Fist, like, you don't get to see Kunlun very much. And when you do, they don't do anything except for show you random Asian dudes <laughs> like standing over Danny Rand, which I, which is kind of a problem. I mean, there's there's been an influx of origin stories a, a, amongst the Marvel universe and I, you know, I kind of appreciate that they're trying to get away from that, but with an, with a character that's not very well known in Iron Fist, you you, you have to give the audience a little bit of a backstory before you expect them to make assumptions right. you know, about him. Right. And, and I
0: completely agree. I, I think, you know, th- there's no even explanation of why Danny Rand would want to learn martial arts in the first place. I mean, I mean he ended up, he, you know, he crashed into kunlun They saved his ass. I mean, they, they taught him Kung Fu, I guess, but for martial arts, but I mean, where was like, why would he want to push himself to fight a dragon? I mean, just, I, I guess my only guess would be that he was so dedicated to Kunlun that he wanted to be their champion, he wanted to be their defender, but on the flip side he just didn't care enough to stick around. So he's well, he, he, he was just there for the bitchin' chest tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get one of those and you know, you you could be the... a silver serpent next year we'll we'll go uh, uh, for Halloween. Uh, all right. Okay. Play some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I think Danny Rand's, you know, character and his lack of motivations alone, like kind of kind of made the made the series so directionless. I mean, you know, I, I think having Colleen Wing involved, you know, it was good. I mean, she she is a character in the comic book as well as Misty Knight, who's in Age. Uh, Colleen Wing and uh, Misty Knight are what form Nightwing uh, Enterprises, which is a a PI firm, I think. uh, Right. Yeah. So I I think having Colleen Wing involved was was good. You know, as kind of a a romantic interest. Yada, yada, yada. Um, Yeah, they needed
1: needed one Asian in this whole (laughs) fucking series. Yeah. Why why not make it Colleen Wing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the whole...
0: The whole Joy Meacham and Ward Meacham as, you know, brother and sister, not, you know, their kind of bipolarness on how to treat uh, Danny Rand was also a little bizarre. I, I understand, at you know, why they kind of—I shouldn't say I understand why they did this, but the whole Joy kind of turning, you know, flipping sides at the very end and plotting to kill Danny Rand is actually— Somewhat uh, consistent with the source material, the comic book, she she basically blames Iron Fist Danny Rand for the death of her father, so she employs Davos or the Silver Serpent Sur- uh, to destroy the Iron Fist.
1: That's the problem here. Like you have you have Joy and you have her brother Ward, and and their characters are just so inconsistent and and so. Unlikable, yeah. Like you have you have absolutely
0: nobody to root for in these series. Hey yo, Danny Rand takes out the black Eminem.
1: So, all right, (laughs) that's a spiritual connection right there. All right, all right. So, just to clarify for those who haven't seen the series yet, when. When Danny first comes back into the Meachams' lives, uh, the only way they have of identifying him, because apparently there's no fingerprints, DNA, or any any evidence that Danny Rand is Danny Rand, is from childhood like habits that Rand has, amongst which is that he picks out the brown M and M's from any bag of M and M's, and I mean this is just like. This is just lazy, you know like it's and it's not even it's not even just lazy, it's way too drawn out, you know like the the first four or five episodes of this the series are just like, oh my God, is it Danny, oh, maybe it's Danny, oh maybe it's not Danny, like who cares like get past that part of the story and move on and and show some action, you know or maybe just concentrate on some of the action, and you know that that might have gotten me to forgive it a little bit if the action in this and this series was not that <laughs> fucking bad jesus
0: yeah <laughs> i mean before we get into the action thing i just the whole like Danny trying to prove his identity thing was just so ridiculous. You know, it took four episodes of him like getting committed to a psych ward. Like, dude, if I came back after 20 years from being missing and I was like, hey, yo, Jeff Lou, I'm a meal, and you'd be like, are, are you really? You know, you could be any other Asian dude. I'd be like, yeah. yeah, Jeff, remember the time I made you cry in sixth grade
1: because I wouldn't let you play basketball? And you'd be like, oh, shit, yeah. That's that, him. That's, him. Yeah. that's <laughs> that motherfucker right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so so long as we're on this point, I mean the way that Danny Rand goes about it is so infuriating. Like yeah. he is such a ignorant little crybaby mm. dr- during the first first 5 episodes of this like mm. oh, you don't know I'm Danny Rand like no we get it man you 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 have a catchphrase like during this entire series it's I am Danny Rand and I am the Iron Fist and none of them <laughs> really like tell us anything about you you can't just say it and expect people to like oh okay i guess i believe you now
0: sworn <laughs> enemy of the hand
1: yeah, yeah. great yeah. We, we got it man sorry like no no thank you we've already heard from the jehovah's prophets <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah but going back to you know you, you brought up the topic of action i mean one of the biggest disappointments of the series is that the Iron Fist is supposed to be the greatest martial artist in the Marvel universe. If I mean greatest. if not the greatest. I mean top, you know, top five. And you know, he
1: No 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 no. No. <laughs> like I I I gotta I gotta interject here. According to like The comic book lore, Mm. Iron Fist could run circles around every fighter if it was just a hand to hand uh, Mm -hmm. scenario. Mm -hmm. He could beat Captain America, you know, like in 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 a hypothetical combat. Exactly, in in a hypothetical situation, Iron Fist could beat. Captain America could could beat Spider Man, could beat any anybody out there who like specializes in hand to hand combat because right. he's that proficient. That is the way that he's portrayed in the comic book, and honestly, that's the way that you know um, they they tried to make his character come off in the first couple of episodes in this series. So right. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, no, that's it's very. I mean, it's
0: good that this expectation is set because. When you see that, when you see the when you see the show, the action is just pure crap. I'm I'm sure a lot of it was body doubles, but even then, he, you know, the dude just doesn't look good like doing martial arts. His body's just so stiff. His play, I mean, okay, Emil, you and I grew up watching wushu, you
1: know? right?
0: Right. Like, so that we, yeah. No, I was gonna say, which is why like it's like, a little hard for me to pass judgment because I'm like, you know, we're used to seeing you know the, the Jackie Chan the Jet Li's you know the Donnie's you know and, and we we kind of seek out you know the action like you know the martial arts films it's just kind of like what we
1: yeah. it's what wow. we know
0: it's our it was our childhood you right know? Like,
1: right we, we watched we watched like people fly through the air and throw like seven kicks and like kick mm. kick the asses of like you know 20 people in a room and it right. was great and, right you know that's the basis of everything that we watch but and, and here's the other thing and i just want to put this in context i mean we also grew up watching you know shitty late power night, rangers like, <laughs> like walker texas rangers. ranger <laughs> We watched Walker, Texas Ranger. We watched uh, what else was there? There was Hercules. There was Xena. Mm. you know. But we were able to suspend our disbelief of those. We were just like, oh, okay. You know what? Like, there's some tricky camera work here, but I'm sure that you know that they the characters know what they do, what Mm. they're doing. You know that illusion was set for us, (laughs) right? And and that just doesn't happen here. God, like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's just, I I, he just. He just looks like a
0: video game character that you're just kind of pushing, like, left on the joystick, right on the joystick.
1: You know, that's <laughs> actually a really apt comparison. Yeah. It, like, Danny Rand looks like a guy who just picked up a video game controller for the first time. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. what buttons block, you know? like.
0: Yeah, what surprises me is that in this day and age, when we're making films that – we can make guys like Liam Neeson and Denzel Washington just like big lumbering dudes look good doing action sequences. I, I just don't get why they weren't able to do this with Danny Rand. I mean, with Finn Jones as the Iron Fist. You know, they they could have gone the you know the, the other direction of you know, the, the short quick cuts. You know, pow pow pow, and then bodies all over the place, done. You know, instead, they opted to go with this kind of Wide angle, you know, lens or not wide angle lens, but wide shot where he's trying to take on a couple dudes at once, and it's just you know, like we said earlier, it's just not believable.
1: And, and I mean, I mean that 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 ties into a lot of different things. I mean, some some of my friends out here who have done camera work before, you know, said that the editing on this and and the cuts on this were were also really shoddy. So it's a combination of things. It's a it's an actor that's not very competent in doing these sort of scenes, and it's a cinematographer and a choreographer that also don't know what they're doing, you know? So, I mean, it's just riddled with problems. The whole, the whole action lineup on this series was just not up to par. It's, it's not what we expect. It's, it's below what we expected like this day and
0: age right yeah especially also since daredevil kind of set daredevil slash punisher really set a pretty high bar of what a marvel series you know action sequence could be i I did want to talk about two particular action scenes because they do tie into the whole theme of the asian you know the asian culture being tied into the series and one of them is the axe gang fight, and the other is the uh, the drunken master scene. So, uh, for those of you who well, aren't familiar, those <laughs>
1: terms are used
0: loosely.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, they're they're more like dance sequences than actual. Uh, scenes. Uh, but that, the axe, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar, there's one hallway fight scene, which uh, I would say is probably one of the better ones of the series, which doesn't say much where, um, you know, uh, Danny Rand fights off a series of uh, axe-wielding gang members. And it's, you know, he just kind of pummels through all of them and, you know, gets out. The axe gang thing has been done plenty of times in Asian films. You know, uh, Drunken Master has it. Um, Kung Fu Hustle has it, which, by the way, the Kung Fu Hustle axe gang fight scene is probably one of my Top favorite action scenes. Yeah, and you know, for those of you who are martial arts fans, type type that in on YouTube because it is it is an awesome action scene, but very very artistic as well. Um, But so there's the axe gang scene, as well as you know the drunken master scene, which for those of you who aren't familiar with drunken boxing.
1: It's essentially a style where the dude gets wasted and... Then- I mean, the drunken fist is it's an interesting concept. Basically, the whole thing is if you are doing any sort of, you know, martial arts or fighting like that, most martial arts follow certain systems, you know, you, you punch, you kick, and you learn to dodge um, based off of those systems. Drunken fighting was like basically saying, well... Let's get this guy fucked up and make him absolutely erratic uh, and make him more, you know, uh, tolerant of the damage (laughs) that he takes to his body and then make him absolutely unpredictable in the type of attacks that um, he'll do. And that's the concept. And, you know, like I was raised on on movies doing drunken boxing. I mean, Jackie Chan and the drunken master, uh, Sammo Hong back in the day, like in a lot of the Films. like most of the asian martial arts stars that you know have done a drunken scene at some point mm-hmm. and i mean it's just it's so fun to watch because like you know it's like in cases with jackie chan jackie chan is a goofy guy to begin with mm-hmm. and you know you could say that his fight style is erratic but when you see him just like absolutely garbage trashed or acting like it and you know falling on the floor and throwing these ridiculous kicks where, like, he lands flat on his back afterwards and he's, like, writhing in pain and he gets back up and he's, like, all tipsy and everything. That's so much fun to watch. It's not wooden and humor is a huge part of it because, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, everybody... Like, you don't even need to go watch uh, Asian movies for this. Everybody likes to watch drunk people fight because it's just <laughs> it's just hilarious. And somehow... Iron Fist fucked this up. <laughs> but, you know, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, I agree with you, the drunken the drunken boxing portion of this series was probably the best fight in the series, and, you know, there, there was even like a movement online to say like, oh yeah, you know, the guy who was doing the drunken boxing, Louis Tan, should have been Iron Fisted, ah, you know, I call bullshit on that, 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 that isn't fucking necessary, because like... Louis Chan was also kind of limited by Mm -hmm. what they gave him. The choreography wasn't particularly good, and it wasn't drunken boxing. It was just him getting up, and then they were just like, okay, now move around a little bit while you're drunk, but do (laughs) just like traditional shit because we all know that Danny Rand can't keep up with you. I mean, that's essentially what it was. Like, Danny Rand was still doing his bullshit Tai Chi, like, you know, big wavy fists that he does with every fucking fight in here it's just like come on man like like that you know you got just you got the shit kicked out of you by a couple of bodyguards in the first episode you really think that shit's gonna work on like a guy who actually knows what he's doing give me a break and you know emil i don't know if, if this you know takes you into what you want to talk about next but this is the problem with a series like iron fist because it takes a a cultural phenomenon like drunken boxing or like Kung Fu or, you know, other aspects of Chinese, Japanese, you know, Asian cultures. And it just makes it into like a farce of itself or a prop. Mm-hmm. And, and that and I have, this is very, very guilty of that.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. I. I agree. I, I think the the drunken the drunken master scene as a standalone fight scene was great. I think the problem with it is it's it's just so out of left field, like, especially for Americans to see it. What the fuck is this? Like, oh well I guess it's just something that Asians do, so Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's just yeah. what they do. They get they get drunk and they fight. Well, no. I mean, drunken you know, drunken fist is a is a is a form that you can do even if you're not drunk, right? I mean that's that's what Jackie Chan does for I would say three quarters of his drunken masculinity. He, <laughs> he really doesn't drink that much while he's doing the this. It's only like yeah. two climatic fights in that he does it. So yeah. you're you're right in the sense that it is just a prop um, that they threw in there and just hope you know that ignorant ass you know Americans would be like, well, that's cool. Like uh, you know, the Ch- Chinks drink beer and fight and they're really good, but. Like. Let's not fuck with Chinese people when they're drunk at a bar. (laughs) Right. So, what did you think then of the Hand as this villainous Asian organization?
1: (laughs) See, you know, Asian, I think, with these producers was kind of a loose term because the Hand looks more like a YMCA cultural center in the inner city of New York rather than (laughs) anything else. Because you got, you got like fucking asians you got some egyptians in there you got some black kids you got some i don't know like some poor white kids or whatever because they're all apparently orphans or some shit (laughs) and i mean it's like fucking ridiculous you know because they cut like you straight up in this in this series you've already met the hand like you know the hand from daredevil the hand is a japanese ninja organization ninja is fucking japanese you know And they fought the hand before. I don't know what the fuck that they're doing coming in here in Iron Fist, and you making it like, oh, it's a multicultural outreach program. It's it's the hand affirmative action program and all that bullshit. (laughs) And it's fucking run by Madam Gao, who is fucking Chinese. Like, get your shit straight, man. There's some differences here. It's not just Asian as like a fucking catch-all. There's a difference between the different type of Asians. You know, you're not gonna have fucking Si walking up there and just be like, Oh, Gangnam style, fucking the hand. That's some bullshit. <laughs> um. No, I mean, like, seriously, what? Like, y- you know what? They, they always are given like, villain organizations some crazy name, you know? Like, in-, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it was the foot. In fucking, like, uh, Iron Man, it was, like, the Ten Rings organization, and they were Asian, too. And Iron Man did it tastefully, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it was supposed to be this super stereotypical Asian, like, terrorist group with Fu Manchu mustaches and everything like that. And I feel as though Iron Fist here took it as like, oh, you were going to take this in a progressive direction. You know, all people can be villains, you know, like it it doesn't have to be just Asians, but Asians can be bad guys too. And you sit there and you're just like, man, that's the wrong fucking thing, dude. Like you you took it in the wrong goddamn direction. This is not, this is not like what we were looking for when we said equal representation.
0: Yeah, I I get you. So, so from a, you know, the blatant misuse of Asian culture in this, in this show, we were definitely left with, you know, a a lot of problems that I I needed to be addressed. Uh, One thing I did want to touch on, though, was the alleged whitewashing of this show. Now, I, I personally have no issues with Danny Rand being a white person. I mean, look, the comic book, he was a white guy. There's no reason that you have to change it just right. just to appease the agents of the social justice worker, um, warriors, just because you know, just because yeah. like, people got mad. No, you, you, you stated the source material. That being said, you know, th- there's a certain way that the that your white character who's embraced these Asian principles can be presenting these things. You know, there's there's scenes where you know he's doing martial arts with Colleen Wing and even though he's he's a white guy, he's demonstrating his superiority over her and saying spewing these stupid Asian concepts that really are unbelievable, right? I mean he, like pseudo-Asian yeah. Like when did he actually develop credibility as as a person who has learned these Asian concepts? They never show any of this in the show. Um I, once again, I have no problem with a, a white person, you know, being immersed in Asian culture, but they have to develop that kind of uh, that education, that that understanding. And I think a good example of that would be, you know, Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai, right?
1: Right. right. He,
0: as an outsider, ends up in a Japanese, uh, you know, in a Japanese community and and learns. You know their their values, their principles, etc. So as an audience member, you learn through his ignorant
1: eyes and eventually become understanding. Right. 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 Yeah, like yeah. Tom Tom Cruise earned it in The Last Samurai, and Danny Rand just didn't in this. Like the audience never thought that he earned, you know, whatever his understanding was in this series. Right. He just he just showed up with knowledge of the Asian culture
0: because it's just that easy to grasp when you're living in (laughs) Kunlun.
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: Well, there's so many other issues that we can be getting into about Asians and Asian culture represented in uh, mainstream media. We're out of time for today. Uh, Please join us next time for our episode reviewing The Ghost in the Shell starring, starring Scarlett Johansson.